Howdy, everybody. This is another live show brought to you by KoreaFM.net. My name is Chance. I'm the founder of Korea FM. And uh, lately, I've been thinking I want to do some live social audio shows and put them up on the Korea FM News and Talk podcast that's available in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also check us out at koreafm.net. Some of these discussions are going to be fun. Some of these are going to be serious, maybe somewhere in the middle. I think today's topic is going to be more towards the serious side. We got Sony has joined me over on Spoon. How you doing, Sony? And that reminds me, I want to make sure that uh, everyone's aware this is recorded. You should see the red recording emoji uh, icon anywhere that you're listening. And right now I'm live over on Clubhouse. I'm also live over on Spoon and I'm live on Kakao. Um, all three of those places, you can call into the show and let me know what you think. Here's the topic for today's show. Should dog meat be banned in South Korea? So once again, I think this will air on the serious side of things. And let's make sure we're all respectful. But at the same time, you're more than welcome to share your opinion either on yes or no regarding the ban. This is something that I have been reading about uh, recently because uh, South Korean President Moon Jae-in commented on the dog meat issue. A colleague of mine, I'm a reporter here in South Korea, so someone who works <laughs> in the same area that I do, someone who I know decently well, Don Kirk, Donald Kirk, wrote about this issue recently in The Daily Beast. I'm going to read some and or all of that article. I also have an article prepared from AP, the Associated Press, as well as an article from about three or four years ago from the Korea Expose, which was an independent news organization that was founded by uh, someone I know. And also I knew some of the people who worked there, including the author of this article. So I got three different articles to provide some context. Uh, and once again, Yuka, Nambam, Mini, anybody else who's listening on Spoon, uh, Kakao Um or Clubhouse, feel free to request to go up, uh, you know, on the stage, call into the show, whatever it might be, as I'm simulcasting all three places. I'd love to hear from you. And once again, let's just try to remain respectful, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to give your opinion on the issue. So, dog eating Koreans may soon have to bid an aggrieved farewell to the gamey taste of their favorite meat as proffered for centuries in dog meat restaurants and the country. This is the article by Don Kirk in The Daily Beast. Bowing to the outcries of rising numbers of Koreans who love their dogs for patting and petting, not slaughtering and sizzling over a brazier, a brazier? Man, I can't talk. South Korea's President Moon Jae-in suggested outlawing the practice in a rhetorical question at a policy session with his ministers and advisors on Monday. Quote, hasn't the time come to prudently consider prohibiting dog meat consumption? South Korea's Yonhap News Agency quoted him as asking his Prime Minister Kim Bukyum. Once again, this is Korea FM. My name is Chance. I'm the founder of Korea FM. We have uh, Harry Park over here on Clubhouse has requested to speak. So, Harry, I'm going to throw you on the stage once again. The question for today's show, should dog meat be banned in South Korea? I am. Um, thanks for putting me up on the uh, show chance yeah um, sure harry 
Well, first, I'd like to say that I am no advocate for dog meat, nor um, I actually have tried one before. Okay. And I know it's a very controversial topic, but I'd say I think Korea should not ban um, you know, the consumption of dog meat. Well, my reasons are as follows. First of all, it's a very niche thing. Uh, before I say that, it's a niche. It is, also, it is obviously a very niche thing, but... I, I don't know that it, that's the case. Some of some of the stuff from these mm. articles make the case that it's not that hard to find. It's it's less popular right. now than it was maybe, you know, uh, five years ago or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's not hard to find. I think that that's fair uh, to say. Right. So one thing for sure that I can probably say here is that reinstate here is that it's a more of a cultural thing. It's. Koreans and many other East Asians mm-hmm. have been consuming, you know, dog meat for the past hundred, couple hundred of years, and just because now dogs are more of a companion animal mm-hmm. rather than, you know, um, rather than being raised for consumption, being, and the fact that it affects Korean maybe image of Korea uh, perceived by Westerners. Um, I, I think Negative. it's also fair to say that many South Koreans want this to end too. I think it's becoming an issue that That's many true. South Koreans are saying we need to get rid of dog meats. I feel like it's a very small proportion of people. I could be wrong here again. I, I that consume dog meat. We'll have to more, we'll have to go back to the these articles a bit, uh, Harry. You called in when I just got read through, like you know, the first paragraph of the first article mm-hmm. out of three, which is fine. That's not a problem at all. Right. But I've read these articles before I started the show, and they make the case that actually it's not super uncommon in Korea. It's becoming less common, but it's not hard to find. And more and more Koreans every year are saying Mm -hmm. we should get rid of this. So I think that that's that's what at least reporters are saying. Okay. Okay. Well, let's say, okay, even after that, I'm just saying, like, what's fundamentally wrong about eating dogs? So what's the difference between that and eating something like beef? Or pork. Right? Yeah, that that's an like, interesting for example, question. Yeah, it's a very it's a big sin in India. Sure, because they worship cows. So, I mean, there's a lot of negative, you know, um, image and thoughts associated with consuming dogs, primarily because dogs are such a, a dogs are considered you know a companion animals. Yeah, all you don't the world, you don't see a cow Korea. in someone's bag on the subway in Seoul. You see a dog, right? You don't see um, a, a cow as a companion animal. Now, I grew up in the rural Midwest in the United States, so there are people who do sort of treat some livestock animals as a bit of a pet, especially when you're young. There's a culture in some parts of the United States where you show an animal, so you take care of it, and then you get, basically, you win a contest at a state fair or a county fair for having a very beautiful, healthy animal. So there's a little bit of that, but Harry, I completely agree with you. I mean, there is a legitimate conversation to have of what's the difference between this animal, which has intelligence and feels pain, that we say we shouldn't eat, or at least many people do, and then this other animal that we say... We should eat. But then, Harry, if you go to a different part of the world, like you just said, there'll be a lot of people who say, no, 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 you should not eat that animal. That's a, le- a really legitimate line of questioning. Yeah. Also, additionally, I was just thinking how if eating consumption of dog meat in Korea were to be banned for different reasons rather than pure consumption, for example, if it results in more, um, you know, number of 
people stealing dogs or if that results in some kind of hygiene or environmental concerns and I'm all for it. But um, well, it's interesting you it you bring that up and, because that's something that yeah. these articles talk about is the fact that it's it's a legal limbo. So yeah. it happens and it's not regulated like other meat industries. And so yeah. the government knows it happens. And once again, I think the vast majority of reporting says that it's, it's, you know, it's not every street corner, but it's not very difficult to find. So that means mm -hmm. that animals are being kept and then they're being sold and then they're being consumed, right. but it's not being regulated. So there actually are mm -hmm. concerns of health about eating the food and then also just the health of the animals and the treatment of the animals as well. So those are concerns that have been brought yeah. up. Right. So then maybe it's, uh, you know, adding up to that is that instead of banning it entirely, because there seems to be a sufficient level of demand from Korean people, as you know, it has been a tradition and seems like banning it entirely seems like illogical thing because um, if there's an enough level of demand even if you make it illegal people are still going to consume it you know um you know illegally so, so harry would you say we should regulate it yeah it should be regulated um strictly like they do in any other meat right perhaps that's the way to go um i'll be very interested to see what other people think as well Harry, th these are really good points that you've brought up, and I appreciate you offering other people to, to come up as well. But Harry, I'm going to keep you up on stage. Just go ahead oh, yeah, sure. and keep yourself muted until you feel like you have something to throw in, and by all means, at any time you can. Um, but yeah, you've made some good points, and these are things that once again are going to come up a little bit more in the three articles that I have prepared. So Harry, thank you very much. Harry's joining me over here on Clubhouse. My name's Chance. I'm the founder of Korea FM. This is a live Korea FM podcast. A little bit later on, it'll be available on the Korea FM News and Talk podcast as well as KoreaFM.net. Uh, I'm live on Clubhouse. I'm live on uh, Kakao Um, and I'm also live over on Spoon. All three of these places are places where I can take live callers and some of them I can take text messages. Uh, so, hey, Patricia. How you doing, Patricia? Patricia is sort of like a new friend of mine that I've met the last couple of days as I've been trying out the live shows. And so she has her hand raised. I also want to say hi to ah, Changha. Oh, Changha is the uh, creator of this Korea Inside Scoop group. And it's been great to uh, meet him and have him allow me do shows like this in uh, the Korea Inside Group Club over on Clubhouse. I want to say hi to Soong and Christelle and Bill and Namban, as well as everybody else who's listening. And let's throw Patricia up as she has asked to speak here on Clubhouse. Yeah, so just from what I heard Harry saying when um, I jumped in the room, I, I feel like pretty much all of his points I agree with. Um, and I probably would have said the exact same thing about how, you know, it needs to be regulated and mm. how, you know, different cultures see different animals as edible, basically. Yeah. And I mean, you guys kind of touched on the idea of regulation, but then, I mean, I agree. I personally would not eat dogs, but I think that if people want to do it and there's enough demand, yeah, it should be regulated. Um, I wouldn't say no, nobody's allowed to eat them just because I wouldn't do it. But then I kind of think that maybe it would be really hard to actually get it regulated because that would require somebody in government, you know, bringing that up. And I think that since dogs have become such a popular pet in Korea, I think that if a politician were to even bring up the idea of, oh, hey, let's introduce legislation for eating dogs, the, the public backlash against that person might be so strong 
that yeah. maybe not even only if they the wanted public to support backlash, but the the international backlash. Because every time South Korea is thrown into the international spotlight, most recently, you know, dogs, the, the Olympics, dog, dog meat <laughs> always comes up. And it is an eyesore yeah. for the government, no matter how you feel about it. The government doesn't want that to come up because, you know, the developed world for the most part doesn't do that. Right. Overall. Yeah. So right. I, I agree with you. I, I can't imagine a politician of, of any. How do I, how do I phrase it? Of any, of, you of know, any of the different political persuasions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> any politician in South Korea, who's not like a local, you know, council person, like anyone who's in the national mm. assembly or anything like that, anyone who has a stature of a certain level or wherever I, I would assign that, I can't imagine them ever talking about regulating this. Um, I could be completely wrong, but once again, this is something that when Korea is in the spotlight, I've lived here about a decade. You know, I'm a reporter. Patricia, you've actually lived here about a decade. We're both Americans living here in South Korea, as we figured out a couple of shows ago. This is something that every time South Korea is in the spotlight, they, they, they just try to push it out as best that they can. And I understand why. And I'm not saying it's good or bad to have dog meat, but I understand why they don't want it talked about. So I agree with you. I can't imagine a, a politician would ever try to regulate the industry. So it's a nice idea rather than just saying yes or no. How about we actually change? And so it's a yes, but it's regulated. But th that's a really hard bill to pay, right? Yeah, the, the percentage of people in Korea who would openly say, yes, I, I think that, you know, our politicians should be supporting eating dogs is probably pretty small. Probably, you know, mostly older people as well, older generation. Yeah, I, I don't know that for a fact, but if someone, you know, yep. made me guess, I would guess older rather than younger. And I would guess. Yeah, that's my guess. Probably yeah. less and less people who would publicly will be willing to support regulating dog meat every year. Yeah. Mm. Um, mind if I just jump in? Yeah, Harry, go on. Sure. I'd be very curious to see how popular dog meat is in Korea because um, I just thought about it. I actually don't know of anyone around my age, at least, all right, you know, twenties to thirties, who consume dog meat or even you know regularly, so even look for it. So, what do you mean by popular? To what extent and how much dog meat is consumed in sure. Korea, approximately, so, like compared to some other more popular options like pork or beef? That that I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to you, but uh, this Korea Exposé article, and once again, this was written... Oh, no, 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 sorry. This was written sooner than I thought. I thought it was four years old. It was written back in March of 2018. This will answer some of those questions. Uh, so, let's start off here. Prior to the Pyeongchang Olympics, nearly 500,000 individuals signed a petition on Change.org to boycott the Winter Games, citing barbaric brutality of the dog-eating culture in South Korea. Fair enough. It's not difficult to find a dog meat restaurant in South Korea, although you won't find any prominent advertisements on the subway. Dog meat is a legal limbo, rather is in a legal limbo. It's neither fully, fully legal nor illegal. In 2017, ah, this is why I thought it was from 2017, but no, it's from 2018. In 2017, there were over 17,000 dog meat farms nationwide. An estimated 2 million dogs were butchered annually. Over 80% of these farms were unregistered. While the Ministry of Agriculture, Food, and Rural Affairs categorizes dogs as livestock, the Ministry of Food and Drugs doesn't officially identify it as food. 
What's once more, the dog livestock industry is barely regulated because in 1978, President Park Jung-hee took out uh, took dog out of the Livestock Product Hygiene and Management Act. The most popular season for dog eating has tradi- traditionally been summer, especially on Bongna, the days that mark the beginning, peak, and the end of the season according to the Chinese calendar. Dog meat is thought to boost one's physical condition during the heat of Korean summer. It is also rumored to be good for male virility, a demystified idea, which may explain why more men take a liking to dog meat than women do. In the past, when the country was largely agrarian, so like farmy, with scarce sources for meat, dog meat was a cheaper source of protein compared to pork or beef. Though today, dog meat isn't very cheap anymore, and at times more expensive than pork and even beef. In 2017, almost one in five South Koreans owned a cat or a dog as pets. Along with the rise of pet ownership, many South Koreans today, especially but not exclusively the young, find the dog-eating culture repugnant. The generational divide is evident when it comes to dog-eating in South Korea. Those in their teens to 30s mostly see dogs as companions, naturally disapproving of eating dogs. The older generation, in their 50s and above, who grew up eating dog on Bongnao, are generally more accustomed to the culture that's been around for centuries in the region. According to a 2017 survey, nearly 70% of South Koreans said they did not eat dog. In contrast, less than 20 years ago, around 80% approved of dog eating. A year before the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang, the biggest dog meat market in South Korea closed. Until then, around 80,000 dogs were annually traded at Moran Market in the city of Songnam, just south of Seoul. In the past, debates over dog eating centered around the industry's poor hygiene and inhumane conditions at dog farms, although breeding conditions for other livestock don't necessarily fare better. Today, the conversation is slowly shifting to outlawing the meats altogether. That said, some still get defensive at the criticism from the outside. Taking pride in the country's traditional cuisine, some South Koreans, notably the Korea Dog Farmers Association, are picked by harsh criticism, calling for the legalization of dog as food. So that's sort of the the other end that we are talking about that I think I think is fair to say would be a hard sell for that to happen. But there are people calling for that. Most dog meat restaurants today are hidden in back alleys without explicit signs. In the past, it was common to see eateries advertising boshintang, which literally means nurturing soup, but is understood to mean dog meat soup. More restaurants use vaguer, less common terms. Uh, and it goes into a bunch of them here. So, uh, South Korea is not the only country that has dog meat for sale and consumption. Its neighbors, like China and Vietnam, also receive routine international criticism for inhumane practices of their dog meat industries. Humane Society, a group that aims to stop animal suffering, estimates over 30 million dogs are killed in Asia each year for food. Today in South Korea, and once again, this was written in March of 2018. This is an, uh, an article from the Korea Expose. Today in South Korea, it's not hard to get your hands on dog meat soup if you know where to go. But those who look for it are in a minority, and chances are most of them won't be Instagramming about it soon. So that is the entire article 
from the Korea Exposé from March 16th, 2018. Uh, the Korea Exposé is no longer producing daily news. It was basically a new startup. I knew several people who worked there. Once again, my name's Chance. I'm the uh, founder of KoreaFM.net. This is a live KoreaFM.net podcast that you'll be able to listen to later on. And uh, they unfortunately just sort of ran out of funding, but they produced a lot of really, really good reporting. So, you know, I, I can't point to all of the um, I can't point to all of the the factual, you know, proof for everything that was in this article. But generally, everything that I found in the Korea expose up until today has been very well written, very well regarded. It was a very successful platform. But once again, it was a startup and it ran out of money. But if you go to dot dot com and type in dog meat, you'll probably find the exact article that I just read now. So Harry, those are some answers to the questions that you asked. Certainly I didn't answer everything that you asked, but once again, I'm not an expert on this. I uh, just choose different topics to do shows on. And this is a topic that I've been reading about a lot once again, because President Moon Jae-in recently made comments about dog meats. And so it's being covered. And then this is an article that was written about previously, because obviously this is a topic that kind of comes and goes regarding the news in South Korea. So, Harry, what do you think about some of the things that we just heard in this article? It's um, it's largely in line with my expectation. Um, it's I would have thought that. A lot of a lot more people would disapprove of consuming dog meat, but I was surprised to see like over eighty percent of the people were in favor of consuming dog meat twenty years ago. So it kind of shows how much um, change in perception. Like a lot of things in South Korea, it's changed rather quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I was thinking about is that because this is a largely unregulated, you know, um, sector of the economy, it is hard. It must be very hard to get. A reliable fiscal data regarding consumption, right? Unlike pork or beef. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if it would be unreliable, but it certainly would not be as reliable as stuff that's tracked, like, you know, typical mm. meat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, because um, a lot of it, we're depending on polls, right? Oh, you approve of it. Have you consumed it before in the past, you know, six, 12 months or so? So, I was I'm, I'm not that, sure that's how they track the numbers, but that's certainly how they track some things. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, yeah. the, the, the farms, I have some friends who have done some more reporting on this. I even have a friend who did a very in-depth, um, documentary on, on dog meat in South Korea. He was, he's South Korean. He's a reporter and he got interviews with people who run dog meat farms. So it's not like, right. you know, they're, they're hidden under tents in the mountains. Like it's, 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 it's very easy to find these things. So you're right. It's not tracked, but I, I don't know that it's appropriate to say that numbers that are used are just based on, you know, uh, you know, sort of questionnaires that they give people either. I, I can't tell you that for sure, but my hunch is that it's more substantial than that. I think um, one of the things you brought up while reading the article was that um, dog meat has been removed from some sort of legislation that governs um, livestock. Is that true? I think. Yeah, that was, that was back. In, but that was back like 30 or 40 years ago. Let me find. Yeah. That. So. In 1978, President Park Chung-hee took dog out of the Livestock uh, Livestock Product Hygiene and Management Act. So when that was done, that was uh, longer than 20 years ago. So that was back when 80% or more of people didn't have a problem with it. Hmm. Yeah, I imagine back in the days, it would have been a lot more common to consume dog meat. And it's interesting how they removed it um, from the legislation. I would have thought... Um, because of how prominent 
eating dogs were back in the days, I would imagine. Um, they, they would have kept it. But so going back to the original discussion of should dog meat be banned in South Korea, I guess there are three options, right? One is that uh, we'll make it illegal. Mm-hmm. Two, or just keep it as it is. Or three, we can legislate it. And from a very political and you know um, policy perspective, we can look at what are the, some of the cons and pros of the outcomes would be. First of all, if we, um, for example, um, don't do anything about it, like now, then people are just going to start, you know, continue to consume dog meat and all the current issues that are associated with it will likely persist. Or if we ban it, right? Okay, second option would go to, if we happen to ban consumption of dog meat in Korea, um, people can, it, it is far likely that People will continue to consume dog meat, um, you know, farming condition, you know, poor um, treatment condition for the dogs and the, you know, the hygiene issues associated with consuming dog meat. And, you know, the underground economy of dog meat will likely, um, you know, they'll likely sustain, uh, sustained by those Korean people who continue to. I, I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure it's meat. logical to say that because once again, it's in a legal limbo. So if they actually enforce, like for instance, you know, I've lived in Korea long enough that I remember when you used to be able to smoke in coffee shops and used to be mm. able to smoke in like every restaurant and it was a very different place. You could smoke in PC bongs and mm-hmm. then yeah. they changed the rules, but I used to play a lot of music and when they changed the rules, no one was enforcing it. People were still smoking in bars. People were still smoking all over the place, even coffee shops and restaurants still had, you know, like, or I guess coffee shops would be the one they still had like smoking booths, mm-hmm. but, but at least according to my own recollection, it seemed like maybe about a year after things started to change, all of a sudden they started enforcing it. And I had friends who got tickets. They actually got cited for smoking when they shouldn't have been, but that took some time for that to happen. It wasn't just the day that it changed, right? And that makes sense. I, I'm sure that there might have even been a grace period or it just was like, you know, people had to get used to it. Makes perfect sense. Right. In mm-hmm. the US right now, they're trying to mandate COVID-19 vaccines for certain groups of people. And not only do you have to give people, you know, like basically five weeks to get a vaccination, but they're also giving them some extra time just to kind of, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. So whatever it was, I think around a year after all that started happening, all of a sudden I just realized one day you can't smoke anywhere. (laughs) It just, it changed, right? Yeah. And so if you enforce a law, it will change. So I don't think it's fair to say that if you make it illegal, it's just going to stay the same way or even similar because if they actually start shutting down farms, because once again, I have friends, I've never done this research myself. I've never done this reporting, but I have friends who have, who have visited these farms. I have a friend who filmed a very detailed documentary with just images that I wish I could forget, to be honest. And these people were not hiding. It's very clear that these farms exist. So if the government enacted a change, it seems reasonable that a lot of this would go away. So if that's what you're saying, I'd have to disagree, but maybe I'm not understanding you correctly, Harry. Mm. No, 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 no. I think it's fine to have, I think it's perfectly normal to have a different view. 
I feel like it would be very difficult to completely eradicate dog meat consumption. Oh, sure. Create Absolutely. Yep. It's legal. But a, a lot of the, um, those, you know, um, those dog farms in a, in a, you know, and then they're just kind of stuck in the legal gray area would definitely eradicate, uh, will be gone. Most of them are gone. And the third point that I wanted to brought out was that if they somehow regulate this more tightly, then all the sort of underground kind of dog meat consumers and providers would have to come to the surface and they'll have to kind of face the you know public criticism, all that. So that that's a really good part kind of- that uh, Harry. That's actually a really good point that I didn't even think about. Is not only would everything have to be regulated, you would assume so, right? But um, they would have to face the criticism. So, like, while it's not necessarily true that you know dog farms are hidden, I'm sure they don't advertise. I'm sure there's not a big sign, you know. So once they're registered and if you will there's some legality that comes and there's some consequences just like if you have a farm and you don't follow the rules i assume it's going to be easier to track and locate these in which case you might actually have people show up and start protesting i'm not sure if that's what you meant harry but mm-hmm. that's where my mind went and i never thought about that that's a really good point currently yeah these dogs are being farmed at an extremely low standard compared to any other livestock i i must imagine and it'll be very, it would kind of be unprofitable and extremely difficult for these farms to actually adhere to new standards. So those who, once it's regulated, then those who absolutely want to consume dog meat, will, you know, who are willing to pay some hefty prices for it, um, will only consume. Or maybe it, would, it might be, you know, it might turn to the other way around and um, dog farming just becomes much more prominent. And uh, consumption of dog meat will be normalized because that people might think, oh, actually, it's legal now, and we can consume it. But I don't think a lot of yeah, people that's possible. But I, I just don't see that being plausible. Once again, with the no. government always trying to get dog meat headlines out of um, out of international press. I mean, this this mm-hmm. whole topic came up because once again, South Korean President Moon Jae In mentioned that maybe there should be some thought as to getting rid of this. Moon Jae-in didn't say, let's get rid of this. His comments are basically, hey, well, let's talk about it. Let, let's do some research, that type of a thing. Harry, stay with me, but I want to I wanna give um, uh, an invite to Christelle. I apologize. There were a few people who had hands raised, but Harry, I definitely wanted to hear his response to this article. So Christelle, I'm going to invite you over here to the stage, and I apologize anybody else who had their raised hand uh, up in a moment ago, but not anymore. Feel free to, to put that bat up, and I'll, I'll try to get to you as quickly as possible. Yeah, Christelle, take it away. Hi. Uh, good morning or good night. I don't know where you're located. Uh, that's good night. Um, yeah, I'm here in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to point out, I know you said that a few years ago, uh, about 80% of the people were okay with it, but now- No, it no, no, no. Did, did, not, did not say that. No, no, no. Let me get you, let me get you what I said here. So yeah. um, this was- This is from the Korea Exposé article that was written in March of 2018. According to a 2017 survey, nearly 70% of South Koreans said they did not eat dog. In contrast, less than 20 years ago, around 80% approved of dog eating. Right, right, right. I said a few years. I'm not saying like they're eating it. I'm saying 20 years ago they approved of it eating yes 20 years ago yeah. now now it changed and i think what it has to do is they used to have a primary breed for dog eating um 
now I think the issue is there is people that even are using like uh, prior uh, former pets for dog eating. So I think that might be changing other people's opinion. Like, you know, I'm okay if you use the one type of breed, but if you start using pets or your former pets and stuff that that might be changing other people's opinion. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm okay if you eat cow, but if you start using your prior, your former pet, I might be like, okay, something's wrong with you. So, so but Christelle, to, uh, to ask you specifically about this hypothetical then. So for you, would you be okay with eating a certain breed of dog, but not eating like a Dalmatian or a golden retriever? Right. Yeah. I mean, because in my opinion, um, not that I would eat it necessarily, but people eat, you know, cow or people eat, you know, I don't know, horses in some places or people eat other like pigs, like Harry was saying. Right. So um, if you in some farms that are actually registered and whatever, right, they actually raise these dogs just for consumption. That's what they're breed for. And that's what they are actually like. They're not pets. They're not raised for this reason and whatever. But when you start like actually cooking your former pet, I think that's a little bit like out there. So, but that's when I have an issue. You said you wouldn't eat any breed, or did I understand you correctly? Incorrectly? Um, I mean, I don't know if I would try it. Honest with you, uh. Maybe one time I would give it a try or something, uh, but I don't know if it's something I would normally eat. I don't think so. The reason I um, ask is because for me, um, you know, I grew up with dogs. I grew up with cats. And so I'm not Korean. I understand there are cultural values at play that I didn't grow up around where I grew up in the United States. Um, but in the U S if there was a question of should dog meat be legal or not, I would firmly land on the, no, I don't think eating dog meat should be legal. And for me, it doesn't matter what kind of dog it is. So you bring up an interesting point, but I, I, I don't know that that's changing many people's minds. Mm, I mean, I, I think it might, because in my opinion, it's different. It's different when you have one breed that is just for that. And I see it like, okay, it's a breed that you're just racing for that. And you don't even really have, you know, just like people, some people have pigs as pets. I mean, unless, unless that's a thing here in Korea that I don't know, that's not really the case in the United States. I grew up rurally to the point that, um, (laughs) a lot of people, when they go to like a rural area where I'm from in the United States, if they're not from there, they're like, Oh my God, it smells horrible. And I'm just like, ah, home. Like it's, I grew up with it. So to me it smells bad, but it, it doesn't smell like manure the way that it smells like to other people. And that being Mm -hmm. the case, I still have a very clear line between dogs and cats and farm animals. Um, it's not that people keep cows and pigs as pets. I'm sure someone does, but it's, I don't think it's fair to say that. No, I'm not saying everybody and I'm not seeing this most people. I'm just saying some people. And once again, does it change an opinion for you? So whether or not you would try something, do you feel different about a dog meat restaurant that's on the corner that sells only a certain breed versus just dog meat and you're not sure? Is that a huge difference yeah, for definitely. you? It would, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. 
Anything else to, to throw in, uh, Christelle? Feel free to. Also, Harry. So I've read in full this article from the Korea Expose, but if anybody has any questions, uh, I can go back to that. Let's go back to this Don Kirk article from the Daily Beast. Starts talking more about President Moon, who made these recent comments, just just questioning, you know, whether or not there should be more thought given to the status of dog meat in South Korea. Not certainly not going on one end or the other. Moon's popularity ratings descending over economic difficulties seem likely to bounce up if he follows through on his proposal to ban dog meat from the diet of aficionados who swear a serving on a hot summer day is just the thing for enhancing sexual appetite. Um, Then it starts going into someone's thoughts on that. Here we go. Dog meat eaters these days are mostly elderly from rural roots for whom dog meat is often viewed as a real treat. A woman from a farming community near the east central coast told the Daily Beast, we eat dog meat once a year or so. Although she now lives in Seoul, feasting on dog meat, one of her favorite foods, takes her back to her youth. Quotes, it's a fa- it's fine on a hot summer day, said the woman now in her 70s. When I was young, everyone ate dog meat, at least occasionally. Others wondered if the commotion over dog meat eating was really justified. Quote, there are many more important things to worry about, said another woman outside Seoul, who's been involved in activism over political issues, not dog meat. People make a fuss over a minor issue. In the face of tradition, however, dog meat eating has become less fashionable in recent years, despite opposition from those who swear there's not much difference between killing a dog or a cow or a sheep. No longer, at least in major cities, does one see small wooden signs featuring the head of a dog indicating dog meat is available inside. However, dog meat's eating is so deeply embedded in Korean culture as it is in China and Vietnam that it's not likely a simple decree rather or law will do away with a custom that often includes unspeakable acts of cruelty. In an unpublished book given to the Daily Beast, Mark Dake, uh, Dake Dake, a Canadian teacher in Korea, describes surprising two or three men in a village as they were about to hang a dog with a rope around its neck. And then he talks about that. Uh, the man rescued the dog by loading it into the back seat of his car and driving off with it. The police called to the scene, said the dog's owner was liable for a fine for hanging, hanging a dog in a public place while the man would have to pay the man for the dog. So the guy who rescued the dog had to pay for it. Though some Korean dog meat lovers supposedly devour only a few medium-sized types, a wide range of canines have been displayed in Moran Market. Dogs owned as pets were sometimes dog-napped, if not carefully watched and leashed. So, Christelle, once again, this is something that we are talking about. Unbelievably, to dog uh, lovers worldwide, some owners simply sold their aged dogs for a pittance to men coming around in search of cheap cuts of meat to take to local markets. I actually, this is Don Kirk, the writer, I actually witnessed the scene of a cute little dog barking pathetically after his owner handed him off at his doorstep doorstep to a tough-looking guy. He grabbed it with a rope and bashed it uh, into whining silence with a rubber mallet before tossing it into a truck likely to be taken for slaughter. And, and I apologize. I, some of this is, you know, not the easiest thing to, uh, to hear. 
protesters against dog meat eating have proliferated in urban areas in recent years where dog owners are often seen walking with their beloved pets. Increasingly, Koreans see dog meat eating as animal abuse rather than tradition. Dog meat eaters, though, say there's nothing quite like eating dog meat, minced or stewed or on the bone, braced with the sharp, tangy taste of adrenaline. Historically, dogs were hung from tree limbs and beaten to a slow, hideous death with a stick to get the adrenaline flowing. And there's more here from this article, but let's go ahead and open things up if anybody has a question. I was just having another second thought about things like what is a because um, you mentioned how the support rights for um, President Moon has recently uh, experienced a bit of a downfall due to a um, deteriorating economic conditions. Yep. Um, and I thought maybe he's using this as like some sort of rebound to gain more support from people. But I was, I just thought this just overall banning consumption of dog meat in Korea, despite it, there's a significant level of demand and as well as it being an old tradition, seemed like a very ir- irresponsible thing to do as if they just think making it illegal would mask everything and, um, Solve well, all the you, you make you it. make some good points, but Harry, I think you're really inappropriately downplaying what making something illegal could do if it's enforced. I've said that before, but I, I will say that again. I, I don't agree with your opinion that making it illegal wouldn't apparently change that much. Uh, but everything else you're saying does make a bit of sense. Not saying it's true, but you know, I'm sure there are people who are saying. You know, President Moon was saying something to to bring his um, uh, approval ratings up. That's often, you know, the uh, the accusation, no matter what a politician says in any country. Um, and you do make a point that there are. It, it seems to be the divide between older and younger Koreans, and it seems to be that the majority of Koreans now um, are not pro dog meats. Maybe you wouldn't say the majority of Koreans are super anti-dog meat, but it seems like from everything I've read and seen uh, as a reporter in South Korea, I've never seen anything anytime recently that said, you know, more than 50% of Koreans were absolutely like, yes, dog meat should stay and we shouldn't do anything to to make it less available or to make it illegal or anything like that. So um, I, I think you have an opinion on this and that's fair, but I think, I think some of the facts are on a little bit of the other side, to be honest. Mm. Well, I was just thinking that what is it there for the Korean government to, by making it illegal, right? Well, they get rid of the eyesore. I mean, this is an international eyesore. Every time something happens, you know, I, I had a friend who, um, I went to school with and she came here to South Korea for the Olympics and if I remember correctly, I, I can't tell you for sure. I'd have to go and look, but she did a bunch of different stories. So, you know, her, her news station sent her here to cover the Olympics mm-hmm. and that's all great, but they wanted more, you know, they wanted cultural stuff. They wanted stuff, of course, on North Korea. So she visited the DMZ and she filmed it and the, you know, that was on television. I believe she may have done a story on dog meat. I can't tell you that for fact, but just off the top of my head, that that seems to be the case, according to my memory. South Korea doesn't want that to happen anymore. Mm. Okay. Right. I, I, I think they also get rid of the judgment. People, the first thing they say is, don't they eat dog meat? Um, isn't it illegal? I've had and, Americans tell me that when I when they say, yeah. hey, Chance, I haven't seen you for 10 years. Where have you been? Oh, I've been living in South Korea. Don't. 
don't they eat dog meats or, yeah. oh, oh, you live yeah. in North Korea? That's, that's like the two things I hear. Oh, you live in North Korea yeah. and then don't they eat dog meat? I hear that all the time. Yeah. That was the first thing people asked me when I said I was living in Korea. Don't they eat dog meat? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, isn't it illegal? No, not really. So yeah, they, they get rid of that. People just judge me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, ta I think, I mean, I, I've never seen any statistics, but especially now when I first moved to South Korea, a lot of people would tell me, oh, K-pop is, is really popular in America. 10 years ago, I would confidently tell them, no, no, it's not. It, it may be popular in, in certain areas of the country and among certain, you know, demographics, but just as a whole, no, it's not that popular at all. That has completely changed. K-pop is huge in America now, right? You don't have to tell me, you don't have to have me tell you that. You can just look it up. That's, that's obviously the case. So it, I, I think it's fair to say that many politicians want to get rid of dog meat because anytime K-pop gets brought up or anything about South Korea, I know many people who at least anecdotally in my own life going back to the United States from time to time while I live in South Korea have brought up dog meats. And I got to tell you, as someone who likes Korea, I live here by choice. I, I, I absolutely believe that, that South Korea is a wonderful country and I choose to live here rather than my own country. But at the same time, I'm embarrassed when people ask me, Oh, don't they eat dog meat there? Because I don't want to lie to them. So I say, yeah, but you know, it's, it's not like you walk down the street and you just pick a random restaurant and they're going to serve you dog meat. Oh, but there are restaurants that serve dog meat. Yeah, you you can find them. Oh, wow! Like, do they import the dogs? No, there, there's there's dog meat farms in your dog farms in South Korea. You know, the more questions you ask, if if someone's honest and they know the facts, it's not a fun topic to discuss for me. And I'm not South Korean. I just live here, and I love living here, and I choose to live here. So, I I don't think that that can be underestimated. I think that that's a real part of this discussion. Yeah, I agree with you totally. When I moved there the first time it was 2011, I had no clue what K-pop was. Um, I found it by mistake, and yes, same. I had no idea about it. Now it's a total booming thing. Everybody knows about it older people younger the last people, time i was back then. in the united states i got my brother-in-law's sister's kids so gosh that would be his nieces <laughs> my brother-in-law's nieces uh i just bought him a bunch of bts stuff and they were so excited i never would have done that 10 years ago it is so yeah, yeah. different than it used to be any generation is into it older younger and and of course that brings attention to korea and they don't want the negative attention or any kind of things that may come with it so yeah banning it would stop that judgment so harry you know the idea that you floated a couple different times of of maybe legalizing it and stuff in theory i would much rather have the legalization than the situation that we do now, because then at least maybe you would get rid of some of the questions over how the animals are treated, or at least you would maybe alleviate some of them and you would alleviate some of the questions on whether or not this is safe to eat because it's you know being regulated the way that we regulate other types of meat. But for the same reasons that it is embarrassing to South Korea on the international stage um, to, to, to have dog meat still be a continued thing, I, I don't think it makes any sense for them to to do anything other than end it 
So if, if they just keep it in the situation that it is now, I can sort of understand that because there's cultural things going on and there are people who support it. And obviously people are eating at these restaurants that are being supplied by these farms. So it's sort of like, you know, you just don't mention it and it just sort of continues and you do your best to try to change public opinion and maybe it just slowly goes away. This, this is like, you know, maybe from a, a political perspective, but if you actually go ahead and bring up the topic I feel like you have to go ahead and make it illegal because you're going to do some damage by just bringing up the topic. For instance, uh, the Daily Beast and the Associated Press. These were just the two very quick articles that came up because I've been reading other ones and I just did a quick search to find some for this live show. This is doing damage right now to South Korea in a way. I think you could argue that people are once again are talking about dog meat more than they were maybe a week ago. But if Moon Jae-in and other politicians in the next couple of months go forward with some legislation that actually can then be reported by the Daily Beast and the Associated Press that South Korea has curbed its, you know, cultural meat proclivity or however they want to, you know, it's it's sort of underground, legal, but not illegal, um, you know, meat thing. And that and that would be positive for South Korea. So, I mean, I'd love to hear from you now, Harry. Like, I mean, does it make sense? I, I don't think it does, but does it still make sense for you that you would go ahead and try to legalize this? Because I think that it, it just creates more of a more of a thing that then gets reported. No, I think um, those um, points you brought up are extremely valid, and I think I was very fixated on the consumption part. But if we're not talking, about, if we're talking about how Korea is viewed in a global um, global stage and how their image is significantly compromised by consuming dog meat or even legalizing it, then yeah, I feel like there's a lot, Korea has a lot more to lose than gain. And if they could bring some kind of end to this stereotype where Korean people regularly consume dog meat, then um, I feel like the, you know, having some sort of, you know, legal background to say, oh, actually, it's illegal in Korea to do that. So I think it gives more legitimacy and, Perhaps it will, you know, lift off some of the negative images associated with Korea in the global stage, perhaps. Yeah, and I think, um, and that, yeah, with that sense, I think um, it seems like there could be a lot more pros than cons um, than illegalizing, uh, than, yeah, by illegalizing consumption of dog meat in Korea. I mean, people are going to, whoever wants to consume dog meat, they will always consume dog meat. But, and it's largely, you know, currently it's largely um, not necessarily being governed here at the moment. So uh, in Korea at the moment, so by making it legal, then we get the people get more gra legal grants to kind of stop that. And on top of that, um, the image, the dog eater image will hopefully diminish over time. And I think there'll be a massive benefit to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Some things that you don't necessarily agree with when you weigh kind of a holistic approach you're like actually you know in a vacuum i might have one feeling but then when you add in a bunch of other sort of concerns you're like oh maybe it might just be easier to go this other direction so christelle you are agreeing with me that you've had some conversations with people or at least you have heard that you know it might be not uncommon for when you're talking about living in south korea oh don't they eat dog meat there i would find it much easier 
the next time that I, just as an example, just as, just as an example, if, if the next time that I go to, to uh, my home country of the United States and they say, oh, Chance, I hear you live in uh, Korea. And I go, yeah, I live in Korea. And they're like, oh, how's North Korea? You live in North Korea? I'm like, no, 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 there's two Koreas. Okay, two Koreas, two Koreas. Okay, okay, so you live in South Korea. Don't they eat dog in South Korea? And then I would be able to say in this hypothetical, that's something that has happened in South Korea in the past, but they recently passed legislation that has really cut down on that. And I can imagine in the future, it's going to be so uncommon that I don't even think they're going to talk about it anymore. That would be a lot easier of a conversation for me to have, and I would feel much better as someone who's very pro-South Korea and love when friends or uh, people I went to college with or just people I know come visit me in South Korea, once again, before, before the, the pandemic. Um, I, I, I think that that makes a better you know, out, foot out to the rest of the you know, international community because just to be frank, if you look at the developed world, this is less common. And there are just some things that you have to be honest about, whether or not you think it should or should not be illegal. I think it makes it easier for Korea to make the world player role that it wants. I mean, South Korea is the Hollywood of Asia. And I mean, just look at the the Netflix show. What is it? Squid something. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been reading all about it. Anytime that Squid stuff games. gets... Yeah, Squid Game. Exactly. I need to watch it because everybody says it's really good. Every time that something like that comes up, how long is it until, oh... Let's talk about South Korean culture. Let's talk about South Korean food. Oh, let's write a story about dog meat. Right, right. G2, longtime listener over here on Clubhouse. You have raised your hand. I'm going to throw you up on the stage. I'd love to hear your perspective. Hi, I have been listening to you for quite a while. I just wanted to know that like uh, Korean people are... Uh, like among the meat eaters, like mostly youngsters are eating dog or the older people are eating a dog or only it's just a tribe or some native Koreans like of some areas, like because I've never traveled to Korea. So I would like to know more, like who are the people who are coming into this segment? Because I don't think so any teenager or youngster would like to prefer to eat meat, dog meat. Nope, that's a really good question, G2. We've talked about that previously, but as is the case often with these live social audio or live podcasting shows, um, you have to repeat things, and that's not a problem at all. So G2, let me read here from this Korea Exposé article that was written in March of 2018, but I, I think is, is, is not that outdated, if outdated at all. The generational divide is evident when it comes to dog eating in South Korea. Those in their teens to 30s mostly see dogs as companions, naturally disapproving of eating dogs. The older generation, in their 50s and above, who grew up eating dog on Bongnao, are generally more accustomed to the culture that's been around for centuries in the region. And, and once again, that, that term is referring to the hot days of summer. And then according to a 2017 survey, nearly 70% of South Koreans said they did not eat dog. In contrast, less than 20 years ago, around 80% approved of dog eating. And then there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff as well. But yes, generally, I think it's fair to say that the younger you are in South Korea, the less likely you are to, to eat dog meat and the less likely you are to be okay with eating dog meat. And the older you are, the more likely you are to eat dog meat 
we don't have to go into how often, but to eat dog meat. And the more likely you are to be okay with eating dog meat, the dog meat industry, that type of thing. That's what these articles thus far seem to all confirm. And that's the general report that I've read over and over again in my eight, nine, 10 years on and off here in South Korea. We have Shah Rayu has uh, raised uh, their hand. I'm going to throw you up here on the stage. Well, that's quite the topic that you have here. Honestly, when I saw you online, when I saw this topic, um, I was shocked. Uh, I'll just come to the reason, in, uh, you know, in some minutes. Um, so the thing is, um, I follow Korean culture. I, I have a lot of Korean friends. I have friends in the States. Um, till date, I was not aware of this fact that people eat actually eat meat in South Korea. I never read it anywhere. I never heard it from uh, any anybody um, uh, till date. I mean, till your show happened. So uh, it, it it was kind of a news to me. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I I had no idea how to react to it. I mean, this is quite the um, you know, because because you could see that you have a lot of noise um, on the China side when they have that uh, Yulin festival and, and, and other parts of the country, you do have a lot of noise. But uh, I would like to say that um, till date, I never came across an article or a video uh, which surfaced from um, South Korea that people ate dog meat. So, I mean, yeah. Well, Shaw, that's a really interesting perspective. Thank you for sharing that. First off, what I want to say is don't trust anything that I've said on today's show, because aside from when I say, you know, my opinion is everything else that I have quoted has been from specific articles that I'm reading from the Daily Beast and also from the Korea Expose. And then I'm going to read a little bit from the AP News right now as well, the Associated Press. Um, so, you know, you don't have these articles in front of you and you don't know who I am. So don't take my word for it. I encourage you to go online if you're interested in anything and type it into Google or whatever search engine you use and get it from legitimate news sources. Some of my favorite ones are the BBC, um, Deutsche Welle out of Germany, uh, Reuters, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, those are some of my favorite ones. But of course, there are many more legitimate news sources other than that. So first off, um, make sure that uh, you don't trust me on anything because once again, this is just a, a show on Clubhouse and Spoon and Kakao Um. Secondly, as someone who's pointed out that you seem to follow South Korea a lot, which would mean I assume that you really like South Korean culture. I really like South Korean culture. I really like South Korea. I choose to live here. I've lived all over the world. There are many places that I could live, and I choose to live in South Korea for so many reasons. And the goal of today's topic is not to give South Korea, you know, a bad name, a bad image. It's to be honest about things that are being discussed and things that exist in South Korea because I like South Korea and I like talking about things that have to do with South Korea. Um, a couple days ago, maybe three or four days ago, I did a show here with the same setup where I was like, what did you do on Chuseok? And it was, it was a lot more upbeat than today's topic. So it changes quite a lot. And so for what it's worth, my, my point of, of doing this topic today is not in any way to drag down South Korea. So Shah, I would encourage you to, you know, 
make note of this. And if you're interested in learning more, once again, go ahead and look at some legitimate news sources. And I'm sure there will be a lot of stuff that's written about this, especially now since Moon Jae-in, the president of South Korea, has made some comments in the last couple of days. The fact that a lot was written about it during the Olympics. I mean, you know, there, there's no shortage of stuff that you can read along these lines. But I would encourage you to remember why you liked South Korea in the first place, because this is the type of conversation that I have to have with people when I go back to the U.S. They oftentimes mistake South Korea for North Korea. <laughs> you know, they they ask me if I'm afraid to live in South Korea because of North Korea. And I tell them confidently, I'm more afraid to live in the United States than I am to live in South Korea. And then sometimes that's very surprising for them to hear. But it's the truth. Then thirdly, Shah, I want to read here from the Associated Press because you may have missed some of the stuff in the beginning of the show. And this is an article I haven't yet read, but it's going to reiterate some of the topics and also perhaps give some new information. So from the Associated Press from September 28th, so a couple days ago, animal rights groups on Tuesday welcomed the South Korea president's offer to look into banning consumption of dog meat. Dog meat is neither legal nor explicitly banned in South Korea. Restaurants that serve it are a dwindling business here as younger people find dog meat a less appetizing dining option. But some people oppose a ban, a ban rather, as a surrender to Western pressure. During a meeting with his prime minister on Monday, President Moon Jae-in asked, quote, if it's time to carefully consider a ban. According to his office, it's unclear when a review would take place and when or whether a ban would be realized. So I want to take a moment here because uh, someone who was on the show previously made some comments that I think are fair. The comment that maybe Moon Jae-in is just bringing this up because his approval ratings have fallen, mostly because of other reasons, you know, not related to this. And since this is something that's becoming less and less popular in South Korea, maybe this would be a boost to his approval ratings. That's a discussion that we could have. I'm not saying one way or the other, but that's something that someone brought up a moment ago that you may have missed. Then secondly, as I've pointed out a couple different times in today's live show, he did bring up the idea of carefully considering a ban, but he didn't say anything about let's do it or not do it. I believe another quote in a different article was that maybe now is the time to consider looking into it. So it, it seems like if you're going to weigh his comment on the side of he supports dog meat or doesn't support dog meat, it seems clear that his comment would be on the side of doesn't support dog meat. But like a lot of politician statements, there's not a clear, I'm going to do this or I think this. It's just sort of floating the idea with the caveat that it seems clear which side of the debate he's on. So continuing now with Associated Press, a few activists gathered in central Seoul on Tuesday to call for the government and parliament to work out steps to officially prohibit dog meat consumption. They placed a big placard on the street that read, Legislate law banning the slaughter of dogs and cats. Quote, We actively welcome President Moon Jae-in's comments instructing a review of the dog meat consumption ban and hope there would be substantial progress on that. 
That's from a joint statement from different animal rights organizations. Activists later visited Moon's presidential office and parliament to convey their calls for swift action to ban dog meat consumption, according to the head of the Korea Association of Animal Protection. A public survey in 2018 indicated that about 80% of South Koreans had not eaten dog meat in the previous year. Uh, This head of the Korea Association of Animal Protection said an estimated 1 million dogs are still killed each year in South Korea for food. Some older people in South Korea believe that dog meat enhances sexual stamina. So that's the full article from the Associated Press. You may have missed it before, but I also read from the Korea Exposé. It was an article in March of 2018. And I also read from the Daily Beast. It was an article written in the last couple of days by a colleague of mine. I'm a reporter here in South Korea. I've read through the three articles that I thought gave a necessary sort of background pool of information if you didn't know anything about this. And then also for people who may know some or a lot about the dog meat industry in South Korea, but maybe would say, oh, this is the case or that's the case so that I would have, you know, an article I could point to and I'd be like, well, what you said here seems to, you know, match with the data. But what you said over here, I, I think that the article seems to point that maybe the data doesn't doesn't show that to be the case. And so that's kind of where I stand on this, but I know my thoughts. That's not interesting to me. I'd love to know what other people think. And I apologize. Someone over on uh, Kakao Um, as I was talking, they requested to come up to the stage. Uh, oh, here it is. Rui has requested. All right. So I'm going to throw Rui up here on Kakao Um. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly well. How are you doing, Rui? Um, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Good to uh, hear from you. You're my first person over on Cacao Um today. Everybody else has been on uh, Clubhouse, so it's good to get somebody over on Cacao Um. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, the title of the show, Should They Ban Dog Meat in South Korea? Your thoughts? Um, just I just joined in, so I'm not sure if I'm um, completely addressing the right question here, but I am a South Korean myself. I am in my 20s. So obviously, I've never eaten dog meat, dog meat in my entire life. Um, That's something the, the data seems to show that the younger you are, the less likely you are to consume and support the industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I think like to um, say my thoughts on that point i feel like that's just because of culture um sort of changing so the main thought that i had about this topic is that i feel like this topic um was brought or was introduced to um south korea mainly by the westerners who sort of found out about this um back in the days and then it was a hot topic for debate i feel like maybe starting from i don't know 10 years ago but um my thoughts are that uh i it's just cultural difference right um in america and many of the western countries um they would consider pig and cows um and poultry as like livestock and um view dogs and puppies and cats as um pets so there's a different emotional attachment or uh, another level of emotional attachment to dogs and puppies and cats and so on, right? Because we, you guys, or 
in general, like it's con- they're, they're considered as pets. Yeah, I'm American. Um, I've lived in live- South Korea a long time, but I grew up in the United States. Yeah, we we have a very clear line between like livestock animals and dogs and cats. Yeah. Right. So the the point is just like kind of like um, seeing it from a more objective point of view. I feel like uh, if in South Korea, not now, because a lot of people have pets and we do have that emotional attachment um, to dogs and so on. So I feel like that's why more younger people in Korea also um, seem to agree with the idea that we should really kind of avoid at least if not ban um eating dog meat however uh back in the days they also saw dog as just kind of similar to livestock so i feel like that's where the discrepancy is and um i feel like it is natural that uh the how would you put it um sorry my thoughts are a little bit disorganized no that's here. all right no but you're you're making like, a lot of sense i mean yeah. uh, what you're saying the 10 years whatever number we assign to that um the data shows that so some of the articles that i've been reading from the daily beast the associated press and the korea expose which you which you missed which is fine that's the nature of doing a live show um pointed to the fact that about 20 <laughs> years ago give or take 80% of south koreans let me find this 80% of South Koreans had not eaten dog meat in the previous year. So that was 2018, okay? That was from the Associated Press. Now jumping over here to the Korea Exposé article that was written back in March of 2018. According to a 2017 survey, nearly 70% of South Koreans said they did not eat dog. So different surveys showing just about similar numbers. In contrast, less than 20 years ago, around 80% approved of dog eating. A year before the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang, the biggest dog meat market in South Korea closed. Until then, around 80,000 dogs were annually traded at Moran Market in the city of Songnam, just south of Seoul. So this is looking at 20 years, and you, Rui, had said uh, 10 years, but that, that's similar enough. So you're right. Within the last 10 to 20 years, it seems like public opinion has really swung in the other direction. Also with the Olympics, we talked about this on the show previously. I'm not sure if you heard whether or not you think dog meat should be legal or it should stay the same, which it's in a limbo right now, or you think it should be outlawed and made illegal. It's not the easiest thing to read in the New York Times or the Washington Post or to see on NBC News or ABC News or the BBC if you're a Korean lawmaker that yet again, they're doing you know a big story on the dog meat industry in South Korea. And so it always just comes up every once in a while. And then specifically, the president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in, within the last couple of days, let me find you the quote here. Uh, bowing to the outcries of rising numbers of Koreans who love their dogs for patting and petting, not for slaughtering, uh, slaughtering and sizzling over a barbecue, South Korea's President Moon Jae-in suggested outlawing the practice in a rhetorical question at a policy session with his ministers and advisors on Monday. This is from the Daily Beast. Quote, hasn't the time come to prudently consider prohibiting dog meat consumption? So he he definitely gave a pol- politician's question there where he didn't say, oh, yeah, we should outlaw this and I'm going to move forward. But, you know, he definitely is on the side of let's outlaw it rather than the side of let's keep it legal without, 
you know, saying so much in so many words. So that's some of the context, Rui, that you may have missed. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but we have a bunch of new people. It seems like, you know, every so many minutes, everybody changes and stuff. So I kind of wanted to go back through that again. That all being the case, Rui, you can go back to where you were before, or you can respond to some of the things that I just mentioned. Uh, let's continue the conversation uh, on your thoughts of dog meat. I think you've made some really good points thus far. Right. So um, thank you for repeating that. I feel like my or, um, my point, like the points that I wanted to make are a lot more clearer to myself right now. So the point was that what's the point of asking this question all the time? I, I'm just saying I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I respect um, both perspectives. It's just that um, if I don't know, at the problem that I have with this question is that um, either way, it feels like I it feel it looks like the dominant um, perspective here is that um, we should, you know, outlaw the dog meat industry entirely in South Korea. I'm just I, I'm just wondering, what is the point? It, it feels like um, that side is imposing their opinions on the other. It's just that well, to, to be fair, if, if you think that it's if it's not humane to to kill dogs and eat them, or you think that it's not humane to have an unregulated industry, which is what it is right now versus beef, pork and chicken and, and anything else. Um, I, I could see why you would want to make your opinion affect everyone. Right. I mean, I, I can sort of understand where they're coming from. And once again, South Korea's president in the last couple of days himself has brought this up. Right. But it doesn't mean that it is right if someone like a president brings it up. I completely agree with you that the industry is less regulated um, than, you know, say beef industry. It should definitely be more, you know, humane in dealing with animals or dogs per se if we decide not to outlaw it entirely but i'm just saying that um we still eat beef we still eat um pork why should we completely outlaw it i and so it I sounds like Rui, this was another topic that came up earlier in the show and, and you probably missed it and that's totally mm -hmm. fine someone else was talking about well okay so three or four options here option the first you know ban dog meat Second option, make it legal. Third option, do nothing, which is where it is now. And then fourth option would be maybe, you know, do what you can to, to make sure that the industry is heading out the door, which is already happening uh -huh. with culture and the fact that dog meat in the past was, was cheaper and that's why it was, was popular, but now it's not as cheap. And so there are a lot of things already kind of pushing the industry out the door and then regulate it right. so that the farms have to be tracked so that, you know, mm -hmm. people know that there's a farm, you know, across the river. What's it do? Oh, well, one of the things they do there is raise dogs because they're registered. And then the, mm -hmm. the restaurants don't have to have these signs that, you know, say this soup or that soup rather than clearly pointing out that the meat they serve is dog meat. Like if you go to a restaurant, it'll tell you where the kimchi's mm -hmm. from. It'll tell you where the beef's right. from. It'll tell you where the pork's from. And it, and it has all those things. Usually it's up on a wall. Right. And so those are some yeah, of the regulations. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not the case right now for the dog meat industry. So if you legalize it, but you also recognize that it is on the way out, 
with public opinion and with costs and the fact that, yes, there are pressures on South Korea from the outside international community where for the most part in the developed world, this is not common. And then you sort of just move towards eventually this this goes away to the point that it doesn't get talked about as much. So it's not as much of an eyesore for South Korea. I, I could be okay with that. Because once again, I wouldn't want dog meat to be legal in my own country of the United States, but I understand that South Korea is a different situation and there's many things at play here. And so that's, that's sort of my perspective. What, what do you think about that? Uh, so do you, I, I was just wondering, do you have any articles or data about um, how regulations are? I, I, you kind of mentioned about like how the situation yeah, let is me find the some of this. industry. This is from a Korea Exposé article in 2018, in March of 2018. It's not difficult to find a dog meat restaurant in South Korea, although you won't find any prominent advertisements on the subway. Dog meat is in a legal limbo. It's neither fully legal nor illegal. And then skipping over one part. While the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs categorizes dogs as livestock, the Ministry of Food and Drugs doesn't officially identify it as food. What's more, the dog livestock industry is barely regulated because in 1978, President Park Chung-hee took dog out of the Livestock Product Hygiene and Management Act. Another thing here, in the past when the country was largely uh, agrarian, with scarce sources for meat, dog meat was a cheaper source of protein compared to pork or beef. Though today, dog meat isn't very cheap anymore and at times more expensive than pork and even beef. Right. So so you're saying that basically um, the dog meat industry is just, it's not right. right. So it's not, it's not particularly stated in the laws with the government. It's Looks it's in like between. It. Yeah, it's in between because there's different ministries. Right. And mm -hmm. also, you know, there are people who still support the industry. So you would have to really crack down on it to change things. So my opinion as someone who's lived here about eight, nine, ten years on and off, I have to go back and, and count it all because I go to the US or I go to Australia or something. But this has been my home basically for about a decade. Um, this is something that comes up. Usually it comes up when the eyes of the world are on South Korea. So like maybe there's a big meeting here having to do with, you know, uh, you know, foreign countries meeting here to talk about banking or the UN or something or the Olympics, whatever it might be. And then inevitably they start covering Korean culture, Korean food, because Korean food is very, very, uh, photographable. Like it's, it looks great when you take pictures, right? Eventually, you know, right, yeah, it, there's it, a lot of colors. Yeah, it comes to dog meat, right? And then also, there's been more and more protests since I've lived here. Um, sometimes the protests are from outsiders who come to Korea specifically to protest dog meat. I've interviewed some of those people, I've done reporting on this in the past. But like what just happened when President Moon Jae in mentioned his comments about maybe we should look into the legal status of dog meat. Um, there were protests by Koreans afterwards showing their support for eliminating dog meat from this legal limbo that it's in now. 
So that for all those reasons, this is something that gets covered. And from everything that I've read and everything that the little bit of reporting that I've done on this topic, it's not something I've reported on a lot. It seems clear that at least from my perspective, I would understand if someone disagrees, the government has sort of just bet on the idea that eventually if they don't do that much, it'll just kind of go away on its own. And that seems to have been the case. It seems to have gotten less and less popular over the last 20 years. I agree with you that the last 10 years seem to have really pushed it as well. It's, you know, the Olympics. It's the fact that more people are having pets. It's the fact that people are actually reporting on this, both foreign press and Korean press. I have a very good friend that I've known for probably, gosh, eight of the 10 years or whatever that I've lived here. He's a Korean journalist. He did an entire documentary on the dog meat industry. And I wish that I hadn't seen the film because it's pretty graphic. And he didn't have to like walk into places with like a camera sewn into his shirt. Like some of the times it was hidden camera, but other times people were just talking about the dog meat industry because, you know, they're not going to be arrested. It's an illegal limbo. It's not like, you know, there's a warrant out for their arrest after appearing in the documentary. So it was a mixture of things. And so for so many reasons, I think it's it's fine for the governments to sort of take a hands-off approach to just kind of make sure that it just naturally goes the way of the dodo, if you will. But at the same time, if Moon Jae-in or another president or another politician wants to talk about it i think that since public opinion has changed so much that's that's appropriate as well i know that not everyone is going to agree with every politician but it seems clear that especially as korea is aging so older people are being replaced by younger people the mood is changing and so i I don't have a particular problem having this this being covered by the news or this being discussed i know that was an issue you had rui that you're like, why is this always coming up? But I think it's always coming up because it's a problem that hasn't really changed a whole lot since I've been here in South Korea. And it could have, you know, I could have got here 10 years ago. And after the first year, some group of politicians could have said, we need to make it legal and we need to make sure that it's, it's tracked just like any other meat, or we need to make it illegal, illegal. And we need to make sure that these farms are shut down and these restaurants are shut down. But it seems like mostly they took the safe route because if they had made it illegal, let's say they made it illegal nine years ago, the international press would have written about the fact that South Korea has made dog meat illegal. That means you have to do research on the dog meat industry. And that means that the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNBC and ABC, they all do these stories about how dog meat has been common in Korea for a long time. Less and less common, but common in Korea for a very long time. And I think the government wanted to avoid that. But maybe now, if you think Moon Jae-in is just doing this to to change his approval rating, which someone mentioned earlier in the show, that that's an idea. But it might be now that Moon Jae-in may have had a discussion with other politicians, or maybe just on his own, and he or they thought, you know what, this is becoming so unpopular that maybe now is the time when there will be less pushback if we go ahead and say, let's go ahead and make it illegal. I could understand if that's what's happening behind closed doors, as is often the case with politics. I could understand if Moon Jae-in or another politician decided to bring it up in order to increase their 
their their approval rating. Both are possible, but um, knowing everything that I know about the industry and and how it's happened here in in the last ten years, and some of my friends, I mean this this uh, Daily Beast article is written by Don Kirk, one of my fellow reporters who I've known for for a long time here in South Korea. Uh, it seems clear that the writing's on the wall, if you will. It seems clear that this industry is going away. Now, how quickly it goes away, that's a matter of discussion. And whether or not the government should force it to go away, another matter of discussion. But it looks like it is going away. Right. Yeah. Well, I like uh, taking in the information you just provided. I feel like, well, just to correct one thing real quick, I I wasn't saying that like this topic should not be discussed because any topic can be discussed. <laughs> I feel like I, I was just going, to, I I was just uncomfortable with the fact that um, if this is just being discussed um every once in a while, uh, because of you know primarily because of pressure from the Western world where it is less approved or not approved at all. Um, I was kind of uncomfortable about that, if that makes sense. I don't have any issues with this topic being brought up by the international community or um, within South Korea, because it seems like that's more and more so the case, as you have just mentioned. But I I was just saying that I was kind of uncomfortable with um, the prejudice per se that's yeah that was that was what i was thinking and then also i kind of agree with you that since this trend is going um fading away more and more so more and more quickly now um with the younger generation coming up and the older generation just like going away uh i think first of all um because as um as long as the government does not uh, make any clear statements legally um the industry is still going to be there so i feel like hygienically or medically speaking um there should be certain regulations put on the industry and not just like neglected as right uh, as the situation seems to be right now because like health wise it's also very it's not healthy to you know leave it there and i also agree with you that um i feel like uh, instead of making such a big big issue um, out of this, I feel like if you just leave it be, then this trend will just fade away. That's where I am, I think. Well, yeah, maybe to put a bow on this whole thing, I appreciate everybody who's participated. Um, I think we'll probably wrap things up, but to maybe add on to what you just said and then also give you a moment or two to, to add anything else before we end today's live show, that's what... a that's what, you know, from, from, from my perspective, having done a little bit of reporting on this in my reporting career in South Korea, where most of the reporting has been done by other Korean and foreign media, including some people, both Korean and foreign who I know here in South Korea. Um, it seems like that's what the government has done is that they've, they've taken the hands off approach. A lot of South, well, a lot is sort of a loaded word, but, um, there have been demonstrations more or less probably since I came here in the last 10 years, increasing more uh, recently, of course. But there have been Koreans who have been out protesting. I've filmed them. I've interviewed them. I've, 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 I've seen them. 
And there's also been foreigners who have specifically flown to South Korea to protest, (laughs) to protest near City Hall. I interviewed some of them as well. So there is the outside influence, but I think that more and more it is becoming a Korean influence. And you could argue, well, where did the influence originally come from, of course, but it, it seems now that from what I'm seeing with reporting and stuff, it's more and more Koreans are against this and they're saying we should look into this. And now President Moon Jae-in has said, basically, let's look into the idea of banning dog meat in South Korea, more or less, you know, paraphrasing in the last couple of days. So you've made some good points, but it seems like maybe the hands-off approach, which I understand there are some benefits to that. Maybe that was the sort of connector to get us to where we are now from 20 years ago. And if they had tried to, you know, if 20 years ago the president had said that, maybe it wouldn't have gone over so well. Maybe if 10 years ago the president had said that, maybe it wouldn't have gone over so well. From what I understand, this went over okay from Moon Jae-in. Now, my Korean's limited, so I I don't read nearly as much of the Korean media as as English media. I will own that. That's something that, you know, is often the case, unfortunately, with foreign media. I've studied Korean at universities here. I've lived in Germany. I can speak some German. I lived in Latin America. I can speak some Spanish. Korean is rather difficult for me (laughs) compared to those other two languages and, of course, my my own English native language, right? So I am limited. And so maybe there is writing on this in Korean media that if I really sat down and read a bunch, I would think differently. But my guess is maybe not. My guess is, is that this, this few sentences that are being reported from Moon Jae in the last couple of days, I think it's, it's going over pretty well. And you can look at his motives, but people don't seem to be up in arms about it. And if anything, it seems to have energized the loud people on the side of we need to get rid of dog meat. But at the same time, I think that if you were to pull Korea, a lot of people would be on the side of if we had to pick, keep it or get rid of it, let's get rid of it. And especially the younger you go, let's get rid of it. So once again, I think the writing's on the wall. Maybe this is just sentences that gets thrown out there and then we we never hear from it again. It wouldn't be the first time that's happened with politics, right? But uh, I, I, I'm guessing more of this is going to happen because, you know, South Korea isn't going to have the Olympics tomorrow like it did recently. But anytime this gets brought up, it's a loss for South Korea. And I think the government is ready. Any party is ready to not have that be as much of a case as it was before. So for what it's worth, those are my thoughts. Rui, I want to give it to you finally, and then and then I think we'll end the show. I appreciate you and everybody else who's thrown in on the show today. Right. Um, yeah, thank you. That I think that makes a good conclusion. I just wanted to – I'm just curious about um, our president's uh, motives behind this. <laughs> and also, um, yeah, I definitely do agree with you that, you know, like whether we like it or not, just internationally speaking um, and just like uh, speaking from the standpoint of, of, of like Korea's um, status in the international and global community, it would be, you know, it, that the, the point that we do still have dog meat, um, you know, as, as kind of legal in Korea definitely is a, 
a minus for the image of Korea in general um, during the Olympics um, and also in promoting K-pop and just Korean culture in general. But yeah, yeah, I also I really agree with you on that point. But yeah, I think that's my final thoughts. And really, I thank you for having this topic brought up. Cool. Well, I thank you and everybody else for throwing in. Um, you know, I started Korea FM back in 2015 and within like the first year or so, it's, it's been a while. The podcast hit a million downloads. It was very successful. Podcasting was a very different time back then. So if I had a million downloads in the last year, it would be a very different story because there's a lot more built in advertising now. It was so hard to try to, you'll know, navigate all that back in 2015. And I did Korea FM for a couple of years, and then I kind of moved on to some other things. To be honest, doing Korea FM and showing the fact that I could run a successful podcast opened some doors for me, and, and I, I walked through those doors, and I kept Korea FM up. The website's always been there. The podcast's always been there. There's more than 200 episodes. I'm sure my voice has changed a lot in the last six years. But um, I wanted to come back to Korea FM because I live in Korea. I consider South Korea my home. I live here in the capital. I don't want to move back to the United States. I've been so disappointed with my country as an adult and then specifically with the, how the pandemic has been handled versus I know mistakes have been made in South Korea, but just how well South Korea in every way seems to have handled it as best to my knowledge, um, I can say. Um, I want to go back to Korea FM and I want to have these sorts of discussions because I like Korea and I'm interested in topics in Korea and what's, what's, what's to lose, right? I want to create that dialogue as long as it's respectful. And as long as, you know, we have a civil discussion, I'm more than willing to tackle really fun topics and then also less fun topics like dog meat. So, you know, a couple of days ago we had very different topics than we had tonight. And so I'm testing out this live capability. I want to, uh, sort of perfect the system. Maybe I'll limit people to certain amounts of time so that's more equal, or maybe I'll just limit the show to an hour rather than more or whatever. I'm still figuring all that stuff up. So I'm not sure which episodes are going to make it on the podcast, but I'm always open you know, when I do these shows that they are being recorded and they could end up on the podcast. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to go to creafm.net and message me, you know, all the information's there. So big thanks to Rui and everybody else. Unfortunately, I've forgotten their names because the show has been <laughs> longer rather than short, but I appreciate everybody who's joined in over on Kakao Um and also over on Clubhouse. Lots of people over on Clubhouse. Rui was uh, my, my lone caller from Kakao Um today, so I appreciate you. A couple of days ago, everybody was over on Kakao Um calling in, so it's funny how things can switch around. And today, I had a lot of text messages over on Spoon, but no one uh, went ahead and called in on the platform. And the reason I choose Spoon is because Spoon is a Korean company. It's headquartered in Gangnam. It's very popular here in South Korea. Kakao is obviously very popular in South Korea, and Kakao Um is their social audio app that they unleashed, I think, in the last six months. And then, of course, Clubhouse, not based in Korea, but Clubhouse is popular in South Korea and around the world. So these are the three options that I'm going on. If anybody has any suggestions on where might be better to 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 have this show, I know that 
Hakuna is popular in South Korea. I've been playing around with that. And I'm sure there's some other ones that I'm not thinking about. And then if you do video, you could stream to YouTube and Twitch, which South Korea is like every other country uses and, and everything else. I would be more than willing to listen to whatever tips and constructive criticism you can throw my way. Oh, Choco over on uh, Spoon says Africa TV, I guess. Yes. So I know that you can stream to Africa TV. I'm thinking about turning this into a live video stream. I'd have to figure out how to create those visuals because I don't want to do a webcam. I'm a radio reporter. I'm just not into video. But there are ways like I could share the screen when I'm reading an article from the Associated Press or the Korea Expose, and that could be the visual that then goes out to YouTube or Africa or anything else. So yes, all of this stuff is up in my mind. But once again, if you have any specific comments, feel free to send me a message on Clubhouse or Spoon or Cacao Um, whatever the situation might be. And you can also go to KoreaFM.net and uh, my contact information is there as well as you can just leave a message on the website. So thanks again to everybody. Appreciate you. If you've liked the show or at least you find it entertaining, maybe you hate it, but it's still entertaining. Uh, please follow me on Clubhouse. Follow me on Spoon, follow me on Cacao Um, and then any other place that I start broadcasting to as well. Thanks again, everybody. That's going to do it. Take care, and I hope to have you join me on a future show. I appreciate everybody remaining respectful. I don't think anybody uh, you know, stepped across the line here. People had different thoughts and stuff, but I, I think it was a really good discussion, and I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.